Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How's it going? Finally made it to work after uh, Southwest Airlines released me from their hold. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, got four hours of sleep and was able to come in today. It's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing shakes out for years to come. You say they're offering all kinds of uh, free miles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I know Southwest to. was uh, was offering up a pretty significant number of, uh, you know, your frequent flyer points. Depending on when you travel, it could be a round trip to somewhere cool or not. Again, so, depending on demand. So I heard this a couple of times. Maybe you can, maybe you know. I've always assumed Southwest Airlines was cheaper. I don't really check. Um, somebody said, no, nah, that's just a, like people have gotten that in their heads, but it's not usually true if you look around. Do you know? Isn't Southwest usually cheaper? Or should I start shopping more? Mm, frequently it is. Huh? I know in my experience flying up and down the West Coast, it's always almost always been more convenient. They just yeah, have more flights. Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, competitive prices. Anyway, on of course, a, if they don't actually yes. go anywhere, it doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That renders it much less satisfying. <laughs> 
We have known, uh, we have talked to Mark Meckler, uh, it's been years, but four years and years. Mark was a, uh, a mover and shaker in the original Tea Party movement, which was entirely about limited federal government, uh, reigning in spending, not spending our kids and grandkids into oblivion, and we were enthusiastic supporters at the time. Uh, Mark Meckler is now uh, part of an organization, which I believe, if I got the right one, is called Convention of States Action. Uh, he's the president of uh, said organization. Mark, how are you, sir? Man, it's so good to be with you guys. I'm way better now that I'm talking to both of you. Oh, Excellent. wow. Awesome. Long time kind, since we've talked. Yeah, kind of say. Absolutely. I, so anyway, you know really, I got what's really cool is it, it brings me back. I mean, you guys were there at the original Tea Party rallies at the Capitol, helped host some of those. And so to me, that's that's my political origin story were those rallies. So when I heard that I was going to be on the show with you guys today, it really brought me back, made me feel great. And I just wanted to appreciate you guys because really you helped me launch my career in politics. So I'm not whether, sure whether I should thank you or curse you for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, I heard that. So, uh, Mark, first of all, again, we've we've supported you throughout the years. Uh, you are an actual patriot. There are people who pretend people. Washington, D.C. is jammed from left to right and top to bottom with people pretending to be patriots. But I think you actually are. And now you're involved in this idea of having a convention of states. Let's start at the beginning. What What is a convention of states? Why? So a convention of states is found in Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. There are two ways to amend the Constitution. One is Congress proposes an amendment, and it goes out to the states for ratification, takes three-quarters of the states to ratify. The other way is when two-thirds of the states decide to gather, they can propose amendments, just like Congress. That becomes a suggestion that goes out to the states for ratification. And the reason to do it this way, and we've never done it this way, is because Congress will never limit its own power. You said, you know, we started the Tea Party movement to limit the power and the scope and the spending of the federal government. It didn't work. They haven't limited any of that. Now, since I've known you guys, the deficit, uh, sorry, the debt's <laughs> gone up something like $20 trillion. Unbelievable. And so the only way they're going to do it, the only way we can impose, for example, term limits or a balanced budget amendment is to impose it from the states, and that's what a convention of states is all about. You know, and I want to point out, it's it, the Constitution doesn't say if the moon slams into the sun or if the 90% of the population dies, you can do this. No, it's right there with the amending the Constitution methods that we're familiar with. So it's right there waiting to be done. It, not only that, the founders actually told us why they put it there. We know the day, we know the, the exact date they put it in, September 15, 1787. Colonel Mason from Virginia stands up. It's two days before the end of convention, and he says, look, we got a problem. We gave the power to Congress to propose amendments, but we didn't give it to the people acting through the states. And if we don't do that, are we so dumb that we believe that when Congress becomes tyrannical that they'll restrain their own power? And what we know is, you know, we have Madison's notes, and they say that there was no debate. There was not even any discussion. They all realized that the states were going to need to exercise this power. I'm not just trying to be a uh, wet blanket, but you know one thing that Madison did not foresee was TikTok or anything else <laughs> that keeps people from paying attention to what's freaking going on. <laughs> I Look, I, I think that's correct. I think we have a cultural phenomenon going on 
taking place because of the technology we use that is dumbing everything down yeah. and keeping people from being engaged citizens. And one of the other things that I think is so important about this project is this is the largest constitutional education project in American history. Awesome. So we're, we're here to counter TikTok. Right. Well, good. Yeah, good. that's and great. We're, we're happy to be part of this, and I, I hope we'll continue to be in touch. But so let's get back to the basics. What would a convention of states look like? And then you've mentioned that suggestions to amend the Constitution would come out of it. But how would how does it work? So the process goes like this. It takes two thirds of states or 34 states to call a convention. The way they do it is by passing resolutions in their legislature. Important to know that's different than legislation. No governor's signature is necessary, so a simple majority of both houses. So far, 19 states have done that. Mm. 34 states are required. Once we reach the 34 states, then a convention will be called. Each state will empower a slate of what they call commissioners or delegates. They'll go to convention and they'll debate three subject matter areas, anything that would impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, so like a balanced budget or spending caps or tax caps, anything that would impose term limits, and not just on Congress, by the way, on the deep state as well, federal officials, so that could be bureaucrats and staffers. And then my favorite and most important, anything that would impose scope and power limitations on the federal government. So saying, for example, you can't be involved in education or energy or health care all these things they were never intended to be involved in. If you get 26 states to agree on any amendments, those amendments become suggestions, and they get sent out to the states for ratification, and then it takes 38 states or a super, super majority to ratify anything that comes out of convention. I love, I would just love if something like this happened and the whole nation is watching it and following the arguments, if that happened. People are always predicting what the Founding Fathers think and would do. I really think that the majority of founding fathers would think we're long overdue for this sort of look at the structure, you know, with the changing everything, technology, structure of society, size of the country, everything like that. Take a take a new, fresh look at all this different stuff. It seems fantastic. And, and it strikes me, yeah, Mark, right. as you're describing the way it would work, it's, it's obviously a tough sled to get anything through all those processes. But even if, if it ultimately wasn't successful, there would be a widespread nationwide discussion of the issues, which right. I think would be t- terribly valuable. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I get asked that all the time. You know, can you pull this off? I, I think we can, but I do think it's an incredibly tough sled. This is a tallest hill in the American system of governance. There's nothing else that's this hard that requires this kind of a supermajority. But I always say, if we fail, then what we've done in failing is conducted the largest constitutional education project in American history. And the primary debate of Convention of States is around a very simple question. It's jurisdictional. It's about who decides. Are we going to let some nameless, faceless, idiot bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. decide for us? Are we going to decide for ourselves at home? That balance of power is what we're coming together to talk about. I mean, we're at a point where we just had that $1.7 trillion omnibus bill pass a couple of weeks ago with nobody having a chance to read it. Congress not being, you know, not, not, not any of the normal legislative uh, system involved. So, yeah, I love the idea of what you're trying to do. Well, I think we're going to make it happen. I mean, now there are over 5 million people involved. Like I said, we're well past the halfway mark. When I started this thing nine and a half years ago, everybody said it was impossible. It was a pipe dream. And I don't think that was an unreasonable thing to say, but 
With over 5 million people involved today, 49 states have filed the resolution. We have 19 states that have passed it so far. We're going to end up with another four to seven states passing it this session, uh, just starting this month. So we are well on our way. And along the way, we're building the largest self-governing grassroots army in American history. Wow, I love that. So I take it, uh, Mark Meckler, that you know overspending is big on your list. Clearly, the uh, the gigantic, bloated, incomprehensible administrative state. Uh, anything else that are like on your big targets? Yeah, I think the the three big targets would be term limits. Eighty five percent of American people have wanted those for thirty years, and we can't get Congress to do it. But I wonder I why. Yeah. It's not in their best interest. This is the whole reason Colonel Mason said we have to have this is because Congress will never limit their own power. So term limits, but not just for them, for the bureaucrats, so we don't end up with more Anthony Fauci's. Uh, Number two would be spending limits, right? They're never going to stop the spending. They're never going to stop blowing us out, printing money, borrowing and putting us in debt. And so we're going to have to do that to them. And then last but not least to me, is going back to something resembling enumerated powers. When the Constitution was written, there were 17 enumerated powers put in there. And and the founders said, these and no more are all the federal government can do. Today, I don't know what the actual number is, but let's call it 17 million powers they now have. And we need to stuff them back in the constitutional box. And that literally gives us the power to say, no education, no energy, no EPA, all of these things, as you guys know, you got you have plenty of them in our state capitals, too many. And so we don't need them at the federal level, and we got to take that stuff away from the federal government. Well, and just uh, to approach this kind of academically, even if y'all listening heard a couple of those and thought, no, 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 I disagree with that. The point is, as, as Mark said, it's a jurisdictional question. It's who decides. And the idea that the people in the states decide is a return to what this country is supposed to be, as opposed to just the the perpetual reign of bureaucrats and forever Congress people. You know, someday, Mark, I'd love to talk to you when we have more time about uh, term limits and whether they work or not, because there are differing views uh, on that question. But again, sometimes the discussion is the point, isn't it? Uh, that is the point. And by the way, I'm not a huge fan of term limits. I mean, I, I think we have results from them all over the nation at the state level. I think at best they're neutral. I think they have some really bad side effects. They empower the bureaucracy, Mm. the lobbyists, and the staffers. And so the only way I'd be personally interested in term limits is if we also get term limits on all those other groups of people, then maybe it's kind of where I'm at on term limits. The reason term limits are in there is not because they're my pet project. It's because the vast majority of American people want them, and I think we owe the American people a meaningful discussion about term limits. Boy, and uh, on a similar topic, nobody's asked me, but if they did, I'd tell them I would love to see serious reform of collective bargaining uh, of government employees, because when the government itself becomes the most powerful lobbyist of the government, you have sown the seeds of disaster. Mark Meckler is oh, with you the know convention. My, you know my yeah, issue ahead. that you got to slide in there, getting rid of Columbus Day. So, Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> convention of States Action, we will have a link to the website so you can uh, get information, you can contribute or just follow what they're doing or better understand it at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm afraid we're up against a break, Mark, but uh, let's not let this be our last conversation, all right? Absolutely. Great to talk to you guys again. Thanks for having me.
So a couple of things coming up. One, I've mentioned several times that giant bill that got passed, and even some of you that are like news junkies probably didn't even catch this because they <laughs> did it two days before Christmas. Also, we've got a couple of textures that tried that weight loss drug that Joe was telling us about. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, man, this is starting to get my attention. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I came across this photographer. She's obviously been at a lot of weddings and she observed that the men were marrying the woman in front of them at the time that they were ready to get married. Implying that that wasn't necessarily that man's soulmate or that man's love of his life. It was just the girl he was dating at the time he was ready to get married and settle down. When a man decides that he is financially and emotionally ready for marriage and ready to settle down, down and ready to start a family he takes a way different approach to dating that part in his brain of like oh there's another girl out there shuts off because now his focus is on marriage it's not in finding the next best thing uh yeah well that's been uh i think believed wisdom for quite a while men get married when they decide they're ready to get married so whoever they're dating at the time and they feel like now is the time to get married that's who they marry yeah, I've, that whole the soulmate, the one person on earth thing is lovely and romantic, but it's it's also fairly ridiculous. It's I think. quite ridiculous. You get along great. You're attracted to each other. You're ready to get married. Well, hey, let's get married. There's a number of reasons it's ridiculous. I mean, there's eight billion people on earth, 330 million people in the country. What if, what if your soulmate, if there's one, is over there? How are you supposed to run into them or find them? It could take like 5,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes it difficult. Um, so we got a few texts from people who have tried the new miraculous weight loss drug. And I hate to even say that because as soon as you say that, it's, uh, yeah, there's a gazillion of them. Go to your local nutrition shop. There's a million miraculous weight loss drugs. But you're saying this is a new, for real, works, going to be very expensive Tests yeah. have been done. Yeah, they were originally uh, diabetes drugs, uh, trying to save people's lives by reducing appetites and help them process sugar and that sort of thing. That's a very brief explanation. Uh, well, one of them here, Wagova or whatever it's called, um, this guy's wife takes it. It's the injection you were talking about. It's like an EpiPen, so it's not hard to do. Once a week, she injects herself. She's been on it for six months, lost 20 pounds. The key is that your appetite is significantly suppressed, which is what we all want. We just want to not be hungry as often. So it's recommended that you use protein shakes as a supplement for protein intake. The challenge is not to use carbs or fats as an alternative, you know, for what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, No major side effects so far. You don't have to wear plastic pants. Because you're pooping all the time, just constantly, all day long, every day. You can't stop. It's just, you're just like a, "Mm." (sighs) hmm. No subtlety there. (laughs) Not much. Um, this almost has to be the future, right? I mean, I know a lot of you super disciplined people out there just eat right and exercise. Well, yeah, okay. Shut up! The, the structure of society is completely changed, and the beast is not caught up. It's not all a lack of character. It wasn't character that made your grandparents and their grandparents fit. It was a lack of food and the fact that they had to do physical labor all day long. 
Um, so it's not surprising that we would need something to just make us not need to eat near as much because we don't burn as many calories. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. it's quite possibly the future, and then we'll be eating like some sort of protein paste out of a tube like we were told we were going to do years ago, like the astronauts do, to keep healthy. Do I have to eat paste? Can I have like a yummy, yummy pork chop instead? Nope. Eat up your paste, Joe. <laughs> I don't want paste. <laughs> we are moving to a science fiction future. I've got I've got a point on that to make about how we dress that might fit in with the with the way we eat. Well, and speaking of yummy yummy pork chops, I got to believe mass produced meat is on the way out. You think so? You've been saying and I'm pro meat. Yeah, definitely I am. Uh, much on the way. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The CDC is warning that a new variant of the Omicron strain of coronavirus has nearly doubled over the past week. So it looks like COVID is the only thing that's actually doing New Year, New Me. 
<laughs> so I um, wanted to play that just partially because this is going to be the first year in three years COVID isn't really on the map, right? Unless you're in China. Almost. Oh, my gosh. Shanghai, which is what, like four times bigger than Los Angeles or something like that? I mean, it's an unbelievably huge city. 70% of the people have COVID, they think. Really? Right now, 70% of the city of Shanghai, which is a whole bunch of New York's and LA's put together, 70% of them have COVID. That's amazing. Wow. So, listening to media twits lately, I believe you're supposed to say Shanghai now. Yeah, I probably won't get around to that. Shanghai. Uh, so they're having their fourth vote there at the House of Representatives to try to figure out who's going to be the Speaker of the House. And uh, we'll let you know how that turns out. Currently, McCarthy's got 30, but he's got to get to 218. So unless a bunch of those people change their mind, he ain't going to get to 218 this time neither. Um, I took in and, and I'm, I'm working my way toward the omnibus bill on this uh, conversation. So I was listening to a bunch of uh, like Congress watcher, historian type people talking about Congress. Now it's changed over the years and how one of the problems is. The speaker is not supposed to be that freaking important. It has grown a little over the last couple of cycles. Nancy Pelosi really took it to another level. She was so powerful and had everybody so in line. That's how we ended up where we are with like the omnibus bill to where all legislation didn't burble up from the bottom, which is the way the whole thing is designed. And it goes through, you know, comes out of a committee, and then you vote on it, and you add stuff, and you subtract to it, and it burbles up, and then you have a vote, and it passes. Debate, or doesn't. right? None yeah. of that has been happening for years. The speaker and her or his friends come up with an idea, craft it, and tell you you're voting for this, and bring it to the floor. And they don't bring it to the floor unless they've got everybody convinced they're going to vote for. It, which is so there's no debate. And that, that's not the way it's supposed to work at all. So it shouldn't Why, be. It's as if the powerful are constantly trying to centralize power right. and gain more and more. Amazing. Yeah, I didn't know this. Um, we've talked in recent years how cabinet positions aren't what they used to be. They're almost ceremonial now. The White House controls the power of all these different cabinet positions. They have to name somebody a cabinet secretary, but they don't really have any say in things. The White House decides. Well, it's the same in the House now, where these uh, uh, chairs of the various committees have very little say on what they're going to do. Really? Whether you're going to investigate this or not is not the decision of that particular committee. It's whether or not the speaker and his or her you know, friends decide that that's what we want to do. And so chairs have become... Uh, much, much less powerful in the House. I didn't know that. That's Mm. really interesting. So anyway, so that's how you end up with this nearly $2 trillion omnibus bill that passed, what, two, three days before Christmas. It's amazing. You do it right when nobody's freaking paying attention to the news. Aren't uh, the president and Mitch McConnell, like, going to celebrate that in Kentucky today or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're having some sort of ceremony. So it's actually $1.7 trillion, roughly $800 billion of it was for the military. They increased the spending quite a bit. Good. Roughly $800 billion was domestic spending, and it's just like everything you can imagine needed and plenty of not needed, just the usual. And so I'll read a little of the Twitter thread from a couple of weeks ago from Kimberly Strassel, very serious reporter with the Wall Street Journal, really like her. She's the best, yeah. This omnibus is one of the ugliest, least transparent bits of lawmaking I've ever seen, and that's saying something. It isn't just the spending, though the new domestic numbers are gross, given the trillions spent in the past few years. Yeah, you got to keep in mind that we just spent, so 770 
$770 billion of domestic spending was needed after all of those trillion dollars of stimulus and inflation reduction and all those different things? Really? What was left to fund? And hundreds of billions of that have are still unspent. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They're still ready to be spent. Nobody knows what to spend them on. Back to Kimberly Strassel. It's also that Congress, in a new trick, is attaching dozens of pieces of standalone legislation to this. Retirement changes, public lands management, health care policy, cosmetics regulation, electoral count act changes, horse racing rules, all have been attached to this giant thing that they voted for. Everyone deserves a full debate and a roll call vote so that Americans can see where their representatives stand. Instead, this monstrosity is cooked in a back room and members can claim they had no choice but to vote against a shutdown, ducking accountability. Not that any members will have time to read this. 4,155 pages of bad policy, says Kimberly Strassel, obscene spending and self-serving pork and earmarks. They'll just vote and go home for Christmas. Your government at work, GOP and D's are just as bad as each other. Wow. Wow. That's where we are. Getting back to our guest at the uh, first segment of the hour, Mark Meckler, talking about having a convention of states. The idea that Congress is the representative of the people is no longer accurate. Well, and getting back to my comment to him, uh, Madison didn't foresee TikTok. How many people even know a $1.7 trillion bill passed a few weeks ago? How many people know it even happened? And of those who Less knew it happened... Less than one in 25. And guarantee. of those who even know it happened, how many of them could give you like even a thumbnail sketch of what was in it? Well, the people who voted for it couldn't give you a thumbnail sketch of what was in it. Or, or they're certainly happy that no one will ask them to. Right. Boy, what a dysfunctional system. And... and the main point of this, which I realize I beat into the ground that nobody wants to talk about, is this is the multi-trillion dollar theft by one generation from another generation or two or three. It is the greatest theft in the history of mankind. Yeah. You know what? I just, when... The young, the angry young are putting me up against the wall. I hope there's like one kid who grew up listening to the show because their mom and dad listened in the car who says, wait a minute, that's Joe Getty. He was screaming about this stuff while it was happening. And maybe, maybe the executioner's hand will be stayed at least long enough for me to have one more shot of bourbon or something. I don't know. But you know what? When the young come for the old in their righteous anger, we'll deserve what we freaking get. So McCarthy's up to 61 votes for him. That uh, Jeffrey's person, the Democrats, got 60. So the the Democrats are holding and being unanimous. They're only a few votes short of getting him to be Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House doesn't have to be the party with the most votes. It can be anybody. It could be me. It could be you listening right now. It can be anybody that gets the majority of votes. Yeah, well, as long as the Republicans don't screw up and, like, stay home, Jeffries will never be elected. But right. um, as we were discussing earlier in the show, what an odd situation where you have somebody who has 95% of the votes he needs, or certainly 90, um, and just lacks a very, very few. But if those few votes never, ever come around, you eventually have to go with somebody else. So the hottest topic, at least on the text line today has been this weight loss drug or drugs that Joe has been telling us about. Because mm-hmm. everybody's been waiting for one that is real, actually works, is healthy, 
I assume they've and, done. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and is not, you know, ill-advised just in general. It's stuff works by suppressing your appetite and helping you metabolize uh, sugars, I guess, in particular this one. Uh, anyway, so uh, currently it's kind of expensive. It'd be at least $1,000 a month. Would you, could you, I mean, how many people even could if they wanted to, pay $1,000 a month to be not as fat? Uh, well, if it's, you know. If you're really heavy, it could be costing you a thousand dollars a month, I suppose, in medical costs. Yeah. Oh, certainly in the future. You know, I find myself imagining a situation where, like, we get our insurance through our employer, thank goodness. But, um, and and there are incentives for not smoking. They're pretty significant. If you do this, will they like? pay it off for you over the course of several uh, years if you keep the weight on. Well, and I assume that price would come down. So, um, you know, say it gets cut in half somehow and it gets into a range where a person could afford it. I don't know. If, if Maybe half of people in America will be on this drug at some point. Anyway, we got this Maybe text. we, the overweight, will storm the uh, the pharmaceutical companies and, and pound them with our fat, fat fists until they lower the price. Um... So it, it takes away your you're you're not hungry all the time. So we're beasts that are hungry all the time because we feel like we need to eat as much as we can today because we don't know when we're going to find antelope again. Right. That's where it's our true brains for a million years. Yeah, yeah, that's where our brains are still freaking working. Well, obviously that's not the problem right now because there's a Arby's over there. We've got the meats. There's and an I don't Arby's even right like the- antelope. <laughs> there's plenty of food around. That's not the problem. So it suppresses your hunger. But we got this text uh, among many of people saying this sort of thing. Um, isn't restricting, oh, they'll skip that part. Appetite isn't always the problem. How about emotional eating? Emotional eating is real. That would be an Mm -hmm. interesting experiment to find out how, what percentage of the people that are overweight, that's their drug for soothing themselves as opposed to alcohol or fentanyl or whatever else you can do. And and that, and that this, this thing isn't going to work on that. That little bit of pleasure during a, a hellish day where you're spending all your time pleasing other people or serving them or whatever. Parents know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not going to help with that. Although, what if the bulk of what if, what if the bulk of bulk is because of emotional eating, not because I'm hungry all the time? Yeah, that very well could be the case. Hmm. Then they're gonna. Have, I don't know what you need then. Uh, you need to work on yourself, Jack. New you, new year. New year, oh, new you. What? So um, uh, I mentioned uh, maybe we're moving toward, you know, we, we we just get our protein in a tube like the astronauts, and we're taking this drug, and then everything's fine. The other thing from the future that I'm wondering about, and this comes from me being in airports over the last couple of days, the younger generation is so much more comfortable, for good or ill, <laughs> than... Uh, generations that have come before it i was talking about this with my nieces just how the the prevalence of uh pajamas on campus i mean i live in a college town and i see it every single day everybody shuffle they got out of bed they got the same thing on they slept in and they're shuffling off of the class in their in their slippers and their pajamas and at the airport it's just slightly above that everybody's wearing some sort of stretchy pants some sort of like loose fitting stretchy shirt some sort of like Velcro shoe that doesn't require, you know, bending over really, and a backpack. And uh, and we've always mocked that space movies from the future, everybody be wearing a silvery jumpsuit and why that hasn't <laughs> happened. Well, I think we're right. moving that direction. We're practi- We're getting very close to that. Some sort of just stretchy, 
everybody kind of looks the same but is really comfortable outfit. I wonder if that's where we're headed. I saw those shoes. Uh, is it Skechers? Somebody has these shoes that you just slip on and off. They said yeah. it's perfect for air travel. You don't even have to bend over. And I'm like, you know, bending <laughs> over is not that big a trial. Or should be. But, but they looked really comfortable. Yeah. You just slip them on. They're kind of they're rigid enough in the back and shaped enough that you just press your foot. It's like having a built-in shoehorn. <laughs> yeah, but my mom got them. I, I got her those for Christmas. But I feel like we've reached. How she the, like them, Michael? Loves them. Yeah. Well, how, what would not to be like? But I feel like we've reached the end of comfort, though. I mean, we can't go any further. I don't think people are basically wearing sweats or pajamas. At the airport, forget my my life's dream. Or going to school and then just slightly nicer looking sweats and pajamas to work with your stretchy suit pants and that sort of stuff. Lying around in body temperature goo. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's where we're headed. Suspended in exactly 98.6 degree goo. Hard shoes and a tie around your neck. That may, that may never come again after. Sport coat and cravat for air travel. <laughs> Where's your cravat, sir? <laughs> we will not allow you on our aeroplane sans cravat. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, one law that got passed while we were on vacation we didn't uh, mention. President Biden signed a bill into law a couple weeks ago that private ownership of big cats, including tigers, lions, leopards, and cheetahs, is now against the law. What? I'm sure. My cheetah. I'm sure the founding fathers thought the federal government needs to decide laws regarding tiger ownership. Why in the world would the feds rule in on that? Or rule on that? Right. right. A state can either say, yeah, tigers or no tigers. And most are going to say no, if not all. Anyway. I'm not a cat. So they got the voting going on in the House of Representatives. They're only about halfway done, but enough people have voted for someone other than Kevin McCarthy that he is going to lose on this fourth vote. I assume that this will happen five to 20 times over the next couple of days, and at some point people say, this is really not accomplishing anything, Mm -hmm. and then uh, vote him in, and then that'll be it, I assume. You know, it's a minor concern in the life of the Republic, but uh, all the families were there to watch their loved one get sworn in yesterday. <laughs> right. So you got kids sitting there hour after hour staring at their... I'm not sure you can have your phone. They're just staring into the distance, looking miserable, waiting for daddy or mommy to get sworn in. It's not going to happen, kids. Maybe not for weeks. Their kids are going to be put on the boards of something as soon as they're adults. wow listen to you uh representative dan crenshaw said about the dissenters there's a group of people who've deeply miscalculated they've calculated that people will see them as these noble freedom fighters fighting for a cause they can't seem to say what the cause is that makes them look pretty effing stupid and they are pretty effing stupid does it look effing stupid to the people that voted them in no well then that's all they care about it's all that it's all that matters Talking about this earlier, I heard somebody uh, put this this way, and I thought it was the best that I that I heard. Um, just this whole "let's burn it all down" thought that I had. I'll admit, I'll admittedly, I had when Trump got elected in 2016. I was for let's just it's, it's just we just keep spending more money than we got. It's all going to hell. Let's just start over. Well, that's a in my mind for me a stupid childish notion of burning it all down because it's not very easy to build something like this up. And for the burn-it-all-down crowd that just wants to disrupt things, on, on, on the left and the right, there's plenty, There's chunks on the left and the right, they never have the, just like Crenshaw was talking about there, what's step two? Okay, one is disrupt. Step two is, uh, we're not sure. But step three is we get what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, that step two is crucial, and uh, nobody ever fills in the step two. Yeah, same topic different point of view or different way to look at it so when you tear something down and there absolutely needs to be reform maybe sure. even borderline radical reform but when you tear something down you create a power vacuum who or what rushes into that power vacuum and why if you don't if you can't answer that question don't create the power vacuum because often the answer is the most vicious and greedy and self-interested yeah, or, yeah. In other words, something worse than what you've got now. Right, yeah. Almost finished. Let's get ready. Final thoughts with, with Armstrong, Armstrong and Getty. Getty. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Uh, to wrap things up for the day, Michelangelo, our technical director, is pressing the buttons. Michael? Yeah, I kind of need a do-over. I my New Year's resolution was to eat healthy and walk, and I didn't do either, and oh. I ate unhealthy today. So we're gonna oh. have to start again tomorrow. And, What'd you eat? Uh, all sorts of things. Twix bar. Uh, what? What? No 
pop, cheddar oh. popcorn. I know. It? It's You're January. Weak. You can't eat a Twix bar. I know. On January fourth. I'm addicted. When your declared New Year's resolution on the radio station was to eat healthy. Oh, my God. Well, this is why I brought this up. I needed public yep. shaming. You needed a kicking, and you got one. Michael, get Clip 65 ready, please. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, I got to get back on the horse. My New Year's resolution is to get more sleep, and thanks to Southwest Airlines, I got four hours of sleep last night. Oof. Here's my final thought. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States of America. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy we will not allow reality facts and truth to become optional we will never surrender to the woke mob florida is where woke goes to die ron DeSantis, if you need him yeah i was hearing people talk about the split screen between him giving that speech yesterday and mccarthy just what's Mm -hmm. going on there Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. All sorts of great clicks. You can pick up some A&G swag. Drop us a note, would you? Email addresses, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can grab any of the podcasts there. A Twix bar four days in, Michael. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Grossly inexperienced, unsophisticated individuals. I expected more. They hate Dr. Zeus and they hate Mr. Potato here. <laughs> the fact is, what we've got right now is not working. It's always a disaster. That's just unheard of. Go! <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I yield the rest of my time, but this. Hi. Good night, everybody. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at Fisher fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.